And now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the historic 100th episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty Be Live, the money man, Scotty D, and the head of creative, Eddie Cool. This is the show created by three sports fans for all sports fans. And now, without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a milestone episode of the Sports Bros podcast. And that intro, whoo, that was a great intro, great intro. Episode 100, y'all. One, zero, zero. And with that being said, I go by the name of Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, here at the Sports Bros Podcast, the head of creative. And it's been 100 weeks that we have been doing this. Ah, I'm over the moon. I'm just, I'm just so full of love, so full of energy, a tad bit emotional. But we're here now, right? We are here. And of here, course, baby. Yes. And of course, doing this long episodic journey, I can't do this by myself. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty be live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? I'll tell you what's going on. As Eddie Kuz already mentioned, that HOC's already mentioned, this is episode one. Hundo, and I'm gonna tell you right now, this entire episode, we gonna keep it. What they say, how the kids say, a band, Hundo. We gonna yeah. keep it a hundred. The entire episode is gonna be like that. It's gonna be straight fire. And then there's the other guy that um Eddie Cruz gonna introduce. All right, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. And with that being with that being said, <laughs> and making this a hundredth appearance on the Sports Bros Podcast, the Pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. None other than the money man, Scotty D. Happy anniversary, guys. Two years anniversary, 100 episodes. And you guys have been lucky to have me for two years now. Two years of doing this. It's hard to believe because if you think about it, when we started this, we started with a little momentum going into March Madness. Then when we hit the one-year anniversary, March Madness got canceled. So... It's like taking two years to come full circle to get back to doing a March Madness episode because COVID canceled us last year on that deal. But, man, it is good to have uh, Selection Sunday this year. It was great on Sunday, wasn't it, guys? Just watching them. It, it, it's, it's what you're supposed to be, seeing the kids sit together and getting excited, seeing their name get announced on TV. So we're going to get to March Madness here in a little bit. But, Eddie, uh, 100 episodes, buddy. Uh, congratulations to both of you. Uh Historic. So, Eddie, I'm going to swing it back to you here, buddy. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, fellas. So, here we go. Let's I want to mention something. I want to mention something real quick before we jump into it. Because I didn't even realize it till just now, though. Because I've missed a couple of episodes. Me and you, Eddie, we've missed a couple of episodes when you were graduating. Scotty, do you've held us down for 100 episodes. You haven't missed one at all, have you? I missed I missed two last summer when uh, my my dad was going through his, uh, his medical That's, issues. I, so I yeah. I probably personally this is uh, ninety eight I I think it is I think I missed two, um, but 
We we together here, baby. Sports Bros for 100. Oh, man. Absolutely. And I just wanted just to give a quick shout out because it's just been amazing working with you. And that that hurt to say. (laughs) (laughs) Felt good to hear it, though. (laughs) Felt good to hear it. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Yep. All right. With that being said, two years, fellas, we've had a lot of moments on this podcast where it's been two years and some of everything has been going on in the world of sports, in the worlds of the almighty B-Live. So with that being said, fellas, um, yeah, two years doing this podcast. I'm going to start with you, Scotty D. I got a question for both of y'all, for both of you, for both of you. Scotty D, what's your most memorable moment in the sports world during our recording of the Sports Bros podcast? Uh, two years now, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like a long time. There's not a whole lot of history that goes on in two years, but a lot does happen during that time period. Um, B-Live and I actually kind of both agreed on uh, a competitive memory, I, and I'll let you allude to that here in a moment. But, you know, I was thinking about how significant it was when Tom Brady left the Patriots after 20 years. I, I was thinking of that as being one of them. Um, but the most memorable thing significant to me personally as a Los Angeles Laker fan was the death of Kobe Bryant. And that was just something that hit not just me hard, but it, man, I've never seen anyone's death of a public figure affect so many people. We talked about that back when it happened because I even got emotional when we were doing that, that, that episode because of, you know, I watched Kobe as a kid, as an 18 year old kid in his rookie year, all the way up, you know, through his re- final game, you know, his retirement game, he scored 60 points and all that. And, you know, that was, he was special to me, but I was surprised when it happened to how many people were reaching out to me. Like I knew him, like, you know, they were sad. People were generally sad about the death of Kobe Bryant. And a year later, it still resonates, but that one, you know, you know, that was an off the field thing involving a sports figure. And that was, you know, a, a painful thing, but very memorable. But be live. I, I think you and I agree on what we thought was our most memorable, uh, significant moment when it comes to actual competition sports. So I'm going to toss it over to you for this one. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say absolutely. Kobe affected us all just his reach his global reach is almost unheard of but yeah that's definitely very memorable but yes um me and um the money man we agreed one that for like the first took 100 episodes to happen yeah it took 100 episodes i think i think we can count on both hands how many times (laughs) we've agreed but tiger woods winning the masters in 2019 what an incredible story and it's easily the number the biggest figure in golf if not in any sport is tiger woods and you know father time is undefeated so it's one of those things he's chasing jack nicholas and the younger guys are catching up to him talent wise and He's not winning as many tournaments, but just the way he put together that performance at the Masters was second to none. And the raw emotion. I'm getting goosebumps listening to you talk about it. I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) I am, really. The raw emotion that you saw from Tiger when he embraced his son afterwards and just uh, everything that encapsulated that very moment. 
It, it was something great to talk about. And like I said, it's been almost two years. I'm excited all over again for the Masters. I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be back in April, if I'm not mistaken, this year, where it's supposed yeah. to be. And just I can't wait for it. It's because of memories like that, the Green Jacket, Tiger Woods. Um, was it, um, Dustin Johnson, he won it last year, correct? Yeah, November. Yeah, yes, Dustin yeah, Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, I can't wait for it. But yeah, that was easily, easily the most memorable moment in sports during our tenure here at the Sports Bros Podcast. Yes, sir. How about you, Eddie? Cool. All right. So that leaves me. Be live. Please do not take this personal. But the moment that I picked was the LSU Tigers winning the national championship. And I'll tell you why it was so um, impactful, impactful and so memorable. It was because you had a guy by the name of Joe Burrows come out of nowhere and, 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 just, and just set the SEC on fire. And I remember I was in a bar somewhere, and I told somebody, I said, I see you over there. I said, if this guy beats Alabama, the Heisman is his. I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. But they're gonna make some stuff happen. And so that game came when they it was it was the Tiger Bowl and they played B Live's <laughs> beloved Clemson University. Go ahead and hit us with it one time, B Live, because you didn't say it left. I, I ain't hitting nothing. You with nothing right Just Go ahead, just we, what you all roads lead to Dabba. I don't need to that that part right. I'm over <laughs> here just trying to stomach all of this and get through the rest of that. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> All right, so um, where I picked up, uh, where I left off, uh, just seeing Joe Burrows literally coming out of obscurity, out of nowhere, and just leading the charge up, up and down the field, man. And it was a real gutsy performance that got him the national championship, a record-setting statistical season, and also the first-round choice of the Cincinnati Bengals. He was good until he got hurt. But other than that, man, it was um, – yeah, Joe Burrows had a very monumental statistical season, and there's another one for the LSU Tigers. Be like, are you okay? Okay, be like, I'm done. You're, you're fine? You going to be I, okay? I'm, I, I'm fine. I'm okay. Everything's fine. Good. We got through I it. Just, I just wanted to make sure that I – kept the two thumbs down because I had two other fingers I wanted to put up but <laughs> I, but I digress <laughs> look at look at here Stone Cold you keep them fingers to yourself <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say this for um um for the listeners out there that Eddie Cool is a South Carolina Gamecock fan and what they can't do I guess they have to jump on somebody else's bandwagon so I mean, they've won one conference championship in the entirety of the existence of their program, and that was in <laughs> and that was in the ACC when they were there, and they ran off to the SEC and has done nothing ever since. Clem- all Clemson's done is won six conference championships in a row. The, it, the, you know what? My bad. We, we got we we press for time. We got to keep it moving. All right. All I did want to share a memory, he just went on to a historical diatribe. Let me tell you what the great Clemson Tigers did back in 1900. I told you what I was going to do. I told you what I was going to do. (laughs) You still went with it. I wouldn't have any other way. We're going to 
gonna change it? I mean, on, hey, the only thing I'm gonna change is my underwear, okay? Not my answer. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 100 of the Sports Bros Podcast. This is what we're starting off with. Scotty D, don't you want to tell us about a golf tournament that happened this weekend? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, the big story of the weekend is was obviously March Madness Championship Week and all that, but um, the Players' Championship is considered to be basically the fifth major when it comes to the PGA. has the biggest purse. It has the most famous hole on the tour, and that's the, the 17th Island Green. And it's, it's a lot of fun watching this golf tournament. And this year, it did not disappoint. Um, Justin Thomas came out on top, and after 27 holes on Friday afternoon, he would not have made the cut. He had an incredible back nine on Friday to get him back into contention to play the weekend. And then he surged on Saturday on Sunday. He had a so-so front nine, basically just making pars and then um, a big Eagle and a couple birdies on the back nine. In the meantime, the final pairing for the second week in a row, the unlikely pairing of Bryson DeChambeau and Lee Westwood. And I wouldn't so much say these guys folded because this is a very difficult golf course to play. And, Justin Thomas just made a historic run and it, it was, it was drama to the end. Even, I don't know if you guys saw, but on the 18th hole when Justin Thomas had his lead, he got through 17 with par and he had a two stroke lead. He hits a, I think it was a five wood and it was bending. It looked like it was going to bend into the water and it didn't, it stayed dry just by, just by yards. And he ended up making par to win, but you know, he, he's feeling the pressure because DeShambo was having a, not a great day, but, you know that this dude with his power can just vault himself right back in it. And on 16, he made an eagle. So he can go birdie, birdie and still tie. You know, that's a tall order on that golf course. But just knowing DeShambo's back there breathing down his neck with that with that incredible driver that he has. And 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 DeShambo, I'm going to tell you, guys, he's more than just power. He, he plays with, with uh, he's got a great short game. He makes a lot of putts. That are not just gimme putts. Anyway, it was a, it was a great tournament. I just wanted to before we went endlessly into March Madness, before we dove headfirst into March Madness, I just wanted to um, acknowledge that Justin Thomas, man, this guy is he's a young kid and he's winning a lot of tournaments for a young kid and he's here to stay. So great tournament for watching uh, the, the the players' championship down at TPC Sawgrass. But the big story, March Madness. It is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. The as we're recording, the women's brackets have just been released. Yes, the women's brackets have just been released, but we're gonna talk about the guys, the bros, the boys. We're gonna talk about the men's right now. All right, and as predicted, of uh, the number one seeds, kind of obvious. Representing the West, we got Gonzaga, um, Michigan representing the East, Baylor down south, and Illinois during the Midwest. So, fellas, I'm looking at the brackets. They look pretty good. They look pretty strong. So, uh, I got a few questions for you. Here's the first question. Who's going to win it all this year? Be live. I'll start with you first. I pick pretty simple. They didn't win their, um, their conference, if I'm not mistaken. But just watching them play a couple of games um, later on in this season or anything, I think that Baylor has the recipe. Mm -hmm. Why like their their guard play is second to none in um in NCAA. These guys can shoot lights out and they can also put the ball 
on the court and drive to the hole. It's going to be, it's one of those things where Baylor gives you five people that you have to guard at all times. You can't, there's not too much help defense that you can do with Baylor because Baylor will light you up. If you try help defense, they're, they're in, they're pounded inside, pass it outside, great passing, very unselfish team. I pick Baylor to win it all. All right, Scotty, with that being said, who are you picking to win it all? Well, everyone and their mother are going with Gonzaga, and I don't really have any reason to not. Uh, the, by all accounts, this is the most talented team uh, in the field, and it, it's like they're due. They're, they're there every year in the conversation. I, I think this could be their year. It, it's been a crazy year. I have to admit, guys, I haven't watched college basketball as much this year as I ordinarily would. So I, I'm playing catch-up like with a lot of the rest of the country. I'm watching the with what I'm hearing Jay Billis and Seth Davis and these guys say on, on TV, and I, I'm, I'm doing a little reading and research. I watched some college basketball. I watched uh, Michigan play a couple times, and they kind of seem like they faded a little bit down the stretch. Uh, you know, they – they, they, they lost a couple games here in the past week. I think they lost twice in the past week. That seemed uncharacteristic. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to take Baylor getting upset by Purdue. I'm, I'm putting Purdue in the final four, coming out of the four spot. They would theoretically play Villanova in the, in the second round. Villanova's having some injury issues. They're down a little bit. Uh, some are even picking Winthrop to knock them off. Um, I, I, I'm going Gonzaga all the way. I have... Who did I take coming out? Um, I think I took Texas out of that South bracket uh, to come through Michigan's Michigan side. So I got Gonzaga and Texas, and I've heard some people say Texas is a bad pick. They're 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 ripe for the pickings. They've won some games, but not won convincingly. And then I'm going with Illinois, another Big Ten team. So those are my final four. But I I I don't say I can't say that I watched enough to say Gonzaga isn't good enough because it seems like they are from everything I've seen and read, you know, watch a lot of highlights. It just, I, I think this is going to be Gonzaga's. Yeah. And it seems like, is this the year for the Zags? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know, but from the way um, b was describing Baylor, man, you really can't put nothing past them. All right, fellas. And another question I want to ask, uh, what games are you looking forward to throughout the tournament? Be live. I'll go with you first. Well, a couple, um, couple games I really that um on on my ra- on radar. Of course, uh, my uh, my Clemson Tigers. They um are a seventh seed. But here's something I'm going to tell you, and it's going to shock you. I think they lose <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> I picked them too. You you picked them to lose in the first yes, round. Yes, I did. Yeah, so did I, and because I'm gonna tell you exactly why. And as much as it hurt, I just did. I was not convinced. Like during their eighth, I mean, they lost in the second round. They they lost their first game of the ACC tournament, and they just did not look good against um, a Miami team that I just they were the 13th seed in the ACC, and that's just. Um, that would, did not sit too well with me, but also, I'm going to tell you who I'm looking forward to more than anything, though. I put Georgetown in the Elite Eight. Oh. I got Georgetown. I think they are one of the hottest teams right now. There will be a video coming out shortly 
from the almighty one what happened and i will explain to you why i picked georgetown to go to the elite eight because what y'all not gonna do ever again <laughs> Madison square garden what y'all not gonna do is disrespect patrick ewing and them boys i mean they balled georgetown ball and i think i just one of those things where just the emotion and just the drive that those guys, I think that team is just, that. that is my Cinderella team. They're a 12th seed. I have them going to the Elite Eight at least. And I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to show up and show out. So I'm looking forward to watching Georgetown play. And unfortunately, um, I, I hope that Clemson pulls it out, but I just, I'm, ugh, this is me being unbiased. I really just, um, it's just, um, yeah. Yes, sir. And not looking too promising. Scotty D, who you have in um the games that you're looking forward to seeing this um during the uh during the uh tournament? Well, I kind of am along that same vein. I I want to see that Georgetown Colorado game because if they're a five twelve seed, I I'm with I'm with you, man. I think uh, that riding the emotion of that that little run they had in the Big East last week, I, I'd like to, I'd like to see Georgia play a couple games. Um, conceivably in the second round of that same bracket we could get Connecticut and Alabama I'd like to see that because Connecticut I, I think has gotten a little bit hot and I want to see how good Alabama really is that's a football school I want to see how good they really are and I tell you guys I'm not a Tar Heel fan but they looked pretty strong a couple games last week they were playing above the rim their guys were dunking I got them getting by Wisconsin and I'd like to see what they have for Baylor in that second round match I think that'd be it that'll be a fun one to watch so those are just a couple of ones I mean I like I like them all I mean more now, and we, we talked about this before, the last several years, mid-majors have closed the gap on the big schools because the big schools, their top recruits leave. And the mid-major guys have good players that stay. So a lot of times you got teams that are junior and senior heavy playing against freshman and sophomore heavy teams, and that kind of evens the field out. And the, the uh, you know, they're not intimidated anymore because so many mid-majors have had success. It's not as a big deal for a mid-major team to play you know, a, a big conference team. And, and so I, I just, I, you know, 12s and 13s don't seem as much of a mismatch to me as they used to used to be. So these games are always fun. Man. I, I just, I just love it. The schedule is a little bit different this year though. They're, they're not doing all day Thursday and Friday is the first two rounds. Thursday, I think is the first four this year. And then they're playing the first round on Friday and Saturday and the second round on Sunday and Monday. So it's kind of gets slid back a little bit. It, not not a huge huge difference, but a little bit of a difference this year. But regardless, man, I I I love it. I think this is the best sporting event there is. Again, this year, and I think a little bit had to do with the fact that the the COVID thing and not having fans there. I just wasn't as into college basketball as I usually am, and maybe also because our big boys have struggled this year. You know, Duke's not in it. Kentucky's not in it. It's almost like having a Batman movie without the Joker and the Riddler. <laughs> you don't have the the villainous teams everybody likes to root for. People always say, I root against them. I root for the upset. Then when they lose, they stop watching. And maybe that's kind of why I wasn't as into it this year. I don't know. But at any rate, I will be watching this event this week, and I'm excited for it. What about you, Eddie? Cool. Is there a, a, a particular game that you're excited to, to watch more than any others? Uh, the couple of games I'm looking at, um, I want to see what's, what Gonzaga is going to do during this first round. And they face the winner of the Norfolk State 
and Appalachian State uh, playing game. So I got my eye on that, and then looking at my brackets, which I have in front of me, um, I want to see if Alabama is the real deal too. Yep. I like to see if there's a real deal. And then again, once another game I'm watching is the uh, Colorado-Georgetown game because remember what happened the last time a Big East team messed around and got hot during the conference tournament, and they translated that to the um, – the big dance and I'm looking at this North Carolina Wisconsin matchup as well too and um see what we also have going on with that so yeah that's what I got and the final two questions uh let's see well actually the final question the dark horse who is going to be the dark horse to win it all Scotty D you go first I'm hearing good things about Texas Tech. They would draw Arkansas in the second round. I, I, I think they, they could be somebody that slips through. I, again, Connecticut, you know, you never, you never know with, with UConn. They, their, their teams, I mean, Kemble Walker took those guys to a national championship, and I think they were a, what, seven or eight seed that year that that happened, somewhere like that. So uh, they have a little bit of momentum, and if they would have run into Texas, again, that's who I had picked in the Final Four, but a lot of people are saying Texas, like I said, is susceptible. So uh, UConn, but I, I like B-Life said, Georgetown could be could be hot. I don't know. You know, Michigan has been so good all year. Maybe this they'll have a little regroup here and and you know handle their business. And who knows, Georgetown may not even get that far. But um, that's what makes us so exciting. The, watching the Cinderella as well. Yeah, B-Life, who you got for dark horse selection? Um, I'm gonna say this. Georgia Tech, I, not only did they get a, like, they won the ACC championship. When have you, have you ever heard the ACC champion as a nine seat? Yeah, I I don't think that's, I don't think that's happened ever in the history of ever. No. Especially no, North Carolina is an eight. Yeah, so. And Virginia's a four seed. The Virginia, understand, they, they did have to bow due to COVID. So, I mean, that did change the scheme of things. But I, I'm i going to tell you right now, I think Georgia Tech beats Illinois. You got, then you got Tennessee, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Liberty. I just, I think that it, it looks like it's, it's a strong possibility there's going to be a surprise in that bracket, in the Midwest bracket. I'm I'm curious to see how far Georgia Tech goes. Another team that another little little sleeper in there, Syracuse ranked 11th, like last four, um, almost like on the bubble, and they made it in. But you, when can you ever doubt Bayheim? They've done that before too. They've been they've they've been like a really high seeded team and got upset, and then they've been a low seeded team and made runs sometimes Syracuse gets it's like they gel together late it takes a better part of the season before they start gelling together um and and we said the same thing about Michigan State and they they end up getting in I think they're in the play-in game but they're in anyway they're, they'll be playing in this tournament and I'm and I'm also interested I'm interested to see how Iowa holds up because I told you I've seen them play a couple times and wasn't impressed and they're a two seed I, I'm interested to see how they hold up once they start getting into the teeth of the tournament Yep. For me, um, I would also like to see what um, 
this Loyola and Georgia Tech game, I kind of, I kind of got my eye on that because as you said, B Live, you got a low, um, a low ranked seed that won the whole ACC tournament, and then um, you know Loyola Chicago just doing what Loyola Chicago has been doing two of the past three years, and be a very good mid major basketball team because as y'all mentioned, the gap between majors and mid-majors is 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 really it's been closed if not sealed it hasn't been sealed yet but it's been closed because don't forget fellas we've had what butler wichita state florida golf coast all those teams you know do things like that and um make a little noise in the college basketball tournament as well too and a 16 beat a one finally a couple years ago yep three years ago yep virginia went down Yep. And I already and forget they, who they lost to, but they they lost the first time uh, number one ever lost in the first round. And then they turned around and won it all the year after. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually the defending champions two years later. Uh, yeah. Actually, I didn't even think about that because, yeah, they are Virginia right now. The defending <laughs> defending champs champions, man. But yeah, this. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. This is going to like I feel like like. Now, both of y'all have said it, and I agree 100%. Because the gap has closed, it literally it literally makes for better basketball. It's just, you have, honestly, we could sit here and try to give all types of expert analysis and go off the BPI and all this other stuff, strength of schedule, strength of record, and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, this is going to be and it's going to be you just throw all the stats away. We're talking about we're talking about young kids that are hungry and it don't matter how big or how little your school is. There's 68 teams and they're ready to go to battle. That's why it's called madness. Let's go. Bring it on. Yep, good old March madness. And guess what fellas? Guess what we guess what we're about to bring on and guess what is a representative of the madness i'm glad you asked it's time for a very special edition of the choices of the voices and with that being said hey yo button hit it and now our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite section of the show. You heard the woman, the choices of the voices. Number one, hundred, hundredth, hundredth, or hundredth, as the kids say. Enough of me rambling like I ain't got no sense. With that being said, Scotty, what's the question for this week's choices of the voices? The question is, why haven't either of you complimented me on my Dallas Cowboy tie? That's that's the question. Um, because there's nothing to compliment. And most look at that. Dallas Cowboys. America's tie. This is and um, and as I mentioned before, and now since you brought it up, you most likely overpaid for it. All right. So the question <laughs> of the week that we asked in the spirit of March Madness, what college basketball coach you most enjoy watching lose. Uh, we're going to watch some, some of these guys go down this coming week. Uh, I do have to mention, Matty Ice is still in Facebook jail, so he reached out. He said that he doesn't so much enjoy watching them lose, but he did want to make note of uh, some bad losses for uh, 
Coach Cheney from Temple, and he when he threatened to kill Coach Calipari for that whole thing with Temple and UMass years ago, the late the late John Cheney. But, uh, yeah, he was he was pretty mad at that press conference. But um, uh, wanted to wanted to say thank you to Matty Ice because he contributed a lot of choices to the voices the last two years. So thank you. I want to make sure we got him got him in on this segment. But Eddie, cool. Who else did we get here? What else do we have on this? Free Matty Ice. Free Matty Ice. Ice. Free Matty Ice. We're going to put something on your books. We're going to put some Bitcoin on your books or something. <laughs> Somehow, some way. The sports boys love you, man, and we miss you. We surely do miss you. All right, leading off, we got Rodney Bellamy. He said all the crybabies. He said Matt Doherty, number one. He was a punk. And then he said, this <laughs> <laughs> he was a punk. And then he said Gary Williams. John Calipari, Roy Williams, Rick Pitino, uh, Bill Self, and Bruce Pearl. All of them. <laughs> and, and it should be noted that Rodney Bellamy is a huge Duke fan. So there you go. He, he's, he's going I'm, after the ACC guys, old Gary Williams at Doherty. Um, and I, and I want to say I um, thank you, sir. Thank you. And I respect this answer because he did not mention – Dean Smith. So I, I I was waiting for it, but he did not that's mention true. Dean Smith. That, that and that's true. a level of respect right there. So I, I do I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. Roy Williams, yeah, yeah. John, John Calipari, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, oh yes. Oh yes. But yeah, I like Cal. <clears throat> I like Coach Cal. Home of the one and dones, University of Kentucky, who was going to be absent from this tournament this year. Are they absent for the, from the NIT too? I think they oh, are. Oh, absolutely. There's no way in the world. They they just, they, man, even if they got invited, they need to sit, go somewhere, and as old folks would say, go somewhere and sat down. Sat down somewhere. Sat down somewhere. Yeah. Several seats. All right, moving right along, we got JR. He said John Calipari and Roy Williams. I wonder why. Another Duke fan that did not mention Dean Smith. Respect. Respect. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm very surprised. But, again, I think, honestly, when it comes to um, coaches of that caliber and that level, it's just there's a respect level. And just what they've done for their respective programs. Roy Williams inherited Dean Smith's program. And so I just – and he don't know how to call a timeout. So that, oh. that <laughs> he, I swear, I don't get it. Call timeout. Just, just get it together. These are 18, 19, but yeah, you know, I could go on for days. My bad. Um, Amtrak this thing. Yes, sir. Put the train back on the tracks. That's what I do best. Run point, run the point, run the point. All right, so here we go. Mark Oil Olds, he said, I enjoyed seeing Bobby Knight lose and uh, Jerry Tarkanian as well, too. Yeah, the Tark, he changed the towel. He's nice. I mean, come on. I like Tark. Yeah, if anybody's like, hey, I want to see him win. And that other guy, well, I, I get it. I truly get it. Man, there was a time when everybody wanted to see Bobby Knight lose. There was a time where he had a lot of heat. Yeah. And and not the good variety, ain't it? At one point, weren't the two most hated men in all of college basketball was Christian Leitner and Bobby Knight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, so. abs absolutely. Yeah. I think as he got older, people started to kind of get a little sentimental feeling for him. But, man, back in his Indiana heyday, everybody was on Coach Knight, boy. Nobody liked him. <laughs> 
show cones and chairs, baby. <laughs> Either get put in one or get one thrown at you. All right, moving right along, we have Corey Loughran. He said, Bobby Huggins, I can't stand him. I'm a little 50 yeah. on Bobby Huggins. I'm a little 50-50 on him. Yeah, yeah, he, he gets a little cranky sometimes over there. That's okay, just but he 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 be getting hangry. Bobby be eating good over there. Bobby <laughs> Bobby be getting hangry. He need he need to go to yeah. some of uh some little biscuit spots in West Virginia because I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the food is good there. Come on, um, Bobby Huggins, cut it out. Cut hey, it he's out. a winner though. He's a winner. He he has his teams in the mix every year. Yeah, that's why that's why I can't hate him because he's consistent with it. he's consistent with it. Um. Jennifer Roberts, she said, I will never say Gino. Now, is this fact or is this a sense of sarcasm? No, oh, she's this, a, uh, she, she said, she has, um, like Scott's about to say, she is a diehard UConn women's um, fan. And so, like, she she loves Gino Ariema. And that, that was basically saying she will never, ever, yeah. <laughs> ever. And trust me, ever we've had many a uh, conversations about <laughs> her University of Connecticut. No man, oh man, Jen, love you, miss your face. <laughs> your face, he misses it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jen. I think this is our first time in Choices of the Voices, so welcome, and uh, don't be the last time, right? Let this be the first and never the last. Moving right along, we got MVP, the Hall of Famer himself, Uncle Max. He said Bruce Pearl uh, <laughs> uh, whenever he was coaching Tennessee or Auburn. Kind of a scumbag. Now, Uncle Max's affiliation is the University of Alabama. So with Tennessee and Auburn, I get it. And it's hatred for Bruce Pearl. Didn't he take a shirt off one year? Oh, he did something strange like that, I think. Yeah, he he's, he's a lively familiar. character. He's, he's a lively character, that Bruce Pearl. Yeah. And that that joke will sweat through his shirt too. <laughs> he, will, <laughs> yes, yeah. he, will, he will sweat through his shirt, <laughs> ringing out his shirt. Oh, what the hell, Bruce? It's just a basketball game, brother. Calm, tranquilo, calm all the way down. Been a while since I broke that one out. Something might be coming soon. You never know. All right, so here we go. David Romito. He says, "Gail Catlett, Scotty D, can you help us out with this one?" I, I honestly, I don't really remember much about Gail Catlett, but he was a head coach for West Virginia for many years. Um, and I, I really don't have anything to add. I don't really know much about, about the guy, honestly. Uh, that one kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> but thank you for, for the answer there, Romito. Uh, you remember something that I don't remember. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you don't like it, then this is the place to describe your disdain for Gail yeah. Catlett. Joy Buggins, Joe Gafkin, he said, Bobby Knight, just because he seems to be a verbally abusive D-bag, in my honest opinion, I-M-H-O. Yeah, yeah, so he, like, on Bobby Knight. Yeah, well, you can, you can, you really can't go wrong with Bobby Knight. And I just, I took a second to pull up um, Gail Catley. I just want to bring this up. Mm -hmm. um, there's a story about him where he did, he denied knowledge of directing numerous and serious recruiting violations performed by an assistant coach while he was the head coach of University of Cincinnati. So maybe, maybe that could be something that like sounds like a real serious, some um, serious recruiting violation. So maybe that that could be the the spin part. Of that. I I've honestly never heard the name. So 
hey, as uh, that's what Google is here for. So, hmm, what do you say? What do you do? All right. I, yeah. I, guess, I guess with that being said, um, I guess you say Gail Catlett was on his um was on his early '80s SMU football tip by um getting them guys impermissible benefits and doing all oh, this yeah. other stuff. And yeah, that's uh if 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 you want a good um thirty for thirty to watch, check out the Pony Excess. It's one of my favorite um thirty thirties of all. Yeah, time. that was good. That was good. I saw that one. Yeah, we're not gonna say the Four Letter Network could come on because they ain't cutting no check. If they ain't cutting no check. <laughs> We cannot mention them none whatsoever, none at all. Well, fellas, that was a short list of the choices of the voices. Shout out to Joe, Dave, Uncle Max, uh, Jennifer, Corey Lagrin, Mark Olds, our big brother Jr., and Rodney for this for their participation in this week's choices of the voices. Be live. Who can you not stand to see win but love it when they lose? Who you got? It's it's a pretty short list. I'm going I'm to go ahead and say this. My answer is not Coach K. Wow. Oh. It's not Coach K. I was close. I'm not as respectful as some of these guys were on, on the choice of I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not that dude. I, but I will mention Coach K because I, I don't like his face. I don't like his nose. But it does, <laughs> I'm going to say, say what it is. I'm not going to choose Frank Martin because um, <laughs> we've seen him lose so much this year that, you know what, <laughs> almost takes the fun out of it. But there was a consensus. There was a consensus with the choice of voices, and that's going to be my choice. <laughs> I'm just looking at the steak face collection. But... Uh, <laughs> But there's a consensus. And really, Bobby Knight was just, oh, like, it wasn't even the fact that I wanted to see him lose. I just, I'm not even going to lie to you. I enjoyed his antics. It was was entertaining. Like, he was so passionate. Yes, yes, he was wrong. But I'm... I'm just devil's advocate. I I like just, just raw, just... I like to see. I like to see that. And just also, I want to um, say something to you, Scotty D. Please bring this back when college football season comes up, because oh my goodness, I got a list of college football coaches. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'll keep that in mind for sure. We're gonna, we're gonna and, write and that one down. Them, and half of them coach at the University of Columbia. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I'll go ahead. He don't like Brad Scott. He don't like Steve Spurrier. He don't like the interim <laughs> guy that was there. He don't like Coach Joe Moore. He don't not name one of them. He don't, like don't, them don't, don't, forget, don't forget Lou Holtz. He 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 on that list too. You talking about Glow Lou Holtz, the coach at South Carolina <laughs> University? Lou. I appreciate your enthusiasm, but your saliva, you can keep it partner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bobby Knight. i I honestly I've never ever grow tired of seeing him throw a chair ever it's fun yep scotty d who you got this one is so easy for me jim Beheim. i love to watch jim Beheim lose he 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 does that smile that means i'm really unhappy but i'm grinning through it 
whenever he's getting bad calls or whenever his team's turning it over down the stretch, he does that grin thing. He t- actually turns orange. The name of his team is the orange, and he's actually that color. He does that grin thing, and he gets very frustrated and upset. And throughout the game, he does a whole lot of nose picking. With He goes into the nostril with the thumb and pulls up. I cannot wait to watch him lose again. And I hope he loses in the first round of this tournament coming up this week. I enjoy it. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm a Pitt fan. There's been a rivalry going back with them from the Big East over into the ACC. And when I was working at overtime, many, many Syracuse fans would come in and make me sick. And so when they would lose, it was like the trickle down. Bayheim was 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 sad and they were sad. It was just a, a fantastic treat to watch Syracuse. Jim Beheim is my easy answer. I hope he loses. Again. I hope he coaches another 80 years so I can watch him lose a lot more. So that's my guy. Beheim. How about you, Hetty Cool? Uh, Scotty D said he hope he coaches another 80 years. He's, he's been coaching 80 already. I want to see him coach another 80. What's that? What's that one? Um, There was a, there's a meme floating around. And it has Jim Beheim with his coat flailing, and he's doing this, and <laughs> raisins is not going to potato salad or so or, or something to that extent. You, you, you yeah, seen that, it. yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you, you seen it? Find it, and we'll put it up on the um, on on the uh, on the um podcast Facebook light page. If I can tick a tick a tick a talk tonight. All right. So with that being said, the guy that I like seeing lose the most. I'm going to have to say Bobby Knight because the thing about it is he out here beating up other people's kids when he's been put in charge of to help them grow and develop, not scare the bejesus out of them. Um, a very successful coach. He had an old school way of coaching that would not fly <laughs> in the 21st century of today. You breathe on somebody wrong and it's over with for you. Trust me, I've, I'm not going to say I've seen it happen, but what I've learned from 2020 going on 2021, do not be surprised at what you see and what you hear and how people get fired and how they got fired. So I'm going to say Bobby Knight, man, throwing that uh, transfer throw- portal, transfer portal. <laughs> it'd be yeah. it'd be of a transfer portal conversation all the time. Yeah, they they uh Indi- Indiana wouldn't be able to uh to field a team on the court because they you know I ain't got time for this. I'll, I'll rather go to Valdosta State and do what mosquitoes this country plays as opposed to dealing with uh Bobby Knight. But yeah, Bobby Knight was uh it came to a point where it was doing too much and um he kind of calmed down when he went to Texas Tech, was doing a whole guns blazing thing. I'm like, all right, this might be pretty good. And then his career wound down and he was became an analyst on ESPN. Did he choke somebody there? No, he didn't. But um, <laughs> as B-Live said, man, it's, it's the antics. But sometimes the antics outweigh the product. I was like, yeah, Bobby Bobby Knight, you need to hold a few of these L's. A few of these L's. Hey, speaking of Indiana, they just fired their coach today, Monday. And they had uh, Archie Miller, who mm-hmm. was a hot candidate a few years ago. Uh, four seasons at Indiana, and they never broke into the Big Dance. I think they, they he finished under 500 in, in the Big Ten and didn't make it to the tournament. So Indiana's back in the market for another coach once again. It will not be Bobby Knight. Where's old? Where's good old Tom Crean at? Where he's not? <laughs> yeah, he was the guy he replaced. And, and, yeah. and so Indiana basketball has been struggling for a while. That's a 
a proud program. Guys, I'm surprised nobody went with Coach K or Rick Patino. And they're kind of like a couple of the bad guys that are out there. I thought for sure somebody would jump on Patino because he's he got bounced from a couple programs. Well, see the thing about Rick, Rick Patino, man, he uh he trying to get them boys some free shoes and some stripper gals up in there. Hey, you wanna you wanna come to Louisville? Let's see what's going on. Let's see, what, see what you got going on here. You talking about guys like Calipari and uh, Patino? They have a yeah. reputation. They have their, their reputation precedes them. Like, in between them, they have like what two national championships apiece. Like you stripped. do yeah, stripped, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's like you do all this illegal, illegal stuff to get these kids there, and then it comes out like. Years down the road. By the way, he cheated. Matter of fact, didn't um former NBA player Chuck Person get caught up in that same scandal or whatever involving him and yeah. the coach of Arizona? Yeah, it's just he went to jail. He got arrested for that. Yeah. But some, but somehow Cal Perry keeps wriggling off the hook. Sean Miller was involved in that too, somehow. And I think Arizona somehow evaded some of those some of those uh issues that but yeah, Chuck Person was was in big trouble. There, a couple of those guys getting some real hot water, but that did cost Patino's job. Now he's at Iona and he's back in the tournament again with his fifth team. Fifth team he's taken to the NCAA tournament. That's incredible. The man know how the man knows how to coach basketball. It's just the I take him at Pitt tomorrow. (laughs) I take him at Columbia. I take him tomorrow. I, I would take him in Columbia, I, and 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 would, that would give Beeline another person from South Carolina to be mad at. Scotty D. With that being said, what's next week's question for the choices of the voices? All right, we're gonna start working another hundred next week, and uh, we are gonna go again with a a March Madness question. This is gonna be kind of just a general one, but we just are gonna ask you to tell us about one of your favorite. March Madness memory, something that happened in the tournament, a storyline, a moment, a shot, a game, anything having to do with March Madness, a favorite moment or a favorite game, a favorite storyline, just something of a favorite anything for March Madness, we'll say. That's what we're going to do next week. All right, that's it for this edition of Choices of the Voices. And come back next week where we talk about more college football and people doing impermissible benefits to make things happen on the next edition of the Choices of the Voices. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard the woman. She said, let's wrap it up. Let's go home. And it is time for another round of pepper. Yep, pepper points. You know how we do it. Three topics. We talk about them, rapid fire style, kind of sort of not really. Uh, we're here to kind of sort of educate and entertain and enlighten or something like that. But you love it and we keep on doing it. So we're going to keep on doing it. And I'll go first. Marque, numero uno. All right. On this day in history, back in 1900 and 1996, Mike Tyson TKOs Frank Bruno to win the heavyweight title. You know, fellas, last year, Mike Tyson had a fight, and it wasn't really a fight fight. It was more like a sparring contest, but um, I still wouldn't fight him. Still wouldn't do it. Over to you, Scotty D. One of the most compelling fighters, actually one of the most compelling athletes ever. All right, uh, I'm going to stick on the fight game here. Uh, Two weeks ago, UFC had a pay-per-view that looked great on paper and ended up being so-so. And this last week, they had a so-so on paper card that was actually a really good one. But for the second week in a row, Bila, remember last week we talked about the the knee from uh, Piotr Jan to Aljamain Sterling while he was grounded? We had the same thing happen this week. 
in a uh, light heavyweight fight. Eric Anders, whose nickname is Ya Boy, Ya Boy threw a knee into the head of Darren Stewart while he was grounded. That's no contest. And then in the main event, Leon Edwards, who has not fought in 19 months, he's been dying to get back into the cage. He fights Bilal Muhammad, a guy who stepped up on a month's notice just to, just to help take this fight. He I gouged him. I gouged him. It was bad. The guy's yelling, screaming. Fortunately, they're saying his vision is going to slowly return. He, he couldn't see anything that nice. So they had to stop the fight. But the main event was spoiled. But coming up, um, a middleweight fight next week is going to be Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen Kevin Holland fight yet, but this is the one fighter I want to see keep fighting in a place that has no fans because this dude talks while he's fighting. Tall brother. Last last time he fought, he knocked out a guy while he was on his back. He was laying down in, a, in an ankle hold, and he punched a guy and, and busted him up. So he's he's fighting Derek Brunson. This is going to be a, a a key fight here in the middleweight division. So stay tuned. UFC always entertaining. Got more coming up. Be live. Over to you. All right. Wow, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, boy. Um, copyright infringement. I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some royalties. He about, um, about to send him a C and D, a C and D. <laughs> so, you may you may have heard this in the news um this past week about the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill, um with Drew Brees officially retiring. Um, Taysom Hill got a new contract extension in the tunes of four years, one hundred and forty million dollars stop it that's not true i man why would why would i bring it up that that's true yeah that's true he i thought lied. he got a one year like 14 million dollar deal i thought he got like a one yes he did get it now let me let me mention why this is ridiculous you don't have to go any further that's plenty ridiculous <laughs> well, no 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 but the, the, i want to hear this i want to hear it it, yeah, lay it, this one it, on it, me, Stringy. It, 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 it gets good, Scott. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, here's the thing about the contract extension: zero of it is guaranteed, and all four years are voidable on the contract. <laughs> it's I'm not going gonna... tomorrow. I'm <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> so what they did is they changed his roster bonus into a signing bonus for this year. So they included that into a new contract so it will save them money um on the on the cap it ends up saving them like eight million dollars I, actually i think it's a little bit more than that but the reason why it just looks funny that the next like he's gonna get paid next year um but the following four years of that contract are all completely voidable oh and all goodness. it is it's just a maneuver to save salary cap money for this coming year <sighs> thank god <laughs> but i wanted to, I, I did that just for the reaction that Scott, that the money man just gave <laughs> i wish i wish i wish his agent was dax agent cuz i'd like to void that contract tomorrow oh <laughs> boy here we go well, with that being said, Eddie Cool, the ball. All right, ball's back in my court, and I will take it once again. All right, Drew Brees, a gentleman that B-Lab just mentioned uh, shortly in his previous paper point. After 20 years, he said, you know what? I'm done. It's all over. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to play football anymore. And after 
But a few months of speculation, Drew Brees finally decides to hang up the cleats and called it a career after 20 years of playing top-level, top-notch football. Um, give you a little quick rundown of Drew Brees' stats as I got my little, you know, my, my pad right here. Um, he has... 80,358 passing yards all time. That's a lot of throwing the football around. He has like, yeah. And and I think he has one, two, three, four seasons of maybe passing 5,000 yards or more. Right? And I think no one has ever, ever done it twice. He's done it like damn it, what, four or five times. Um, 571 passing touchdowns, a 13-time Pro Bowl selection, the 2004 Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, let's see. Then after that, we have the 2006 Walter Payton Man of the Year, the Associated Press Offensive Player in the years 2008 and 2011, and one Super Bowl to boot as well, too. So um, as far as Drew Brees being the first Battle Hall of Famer, that's not even debatable because um, he going to get in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get in there. He's a, he's a shoo-in, if you will, for um, a Hall of Famer. So um, happy trails to you, Drew Brees. And as a Panthers fan, I speak for B-Live. But I'm glad we ain't got to see you twice a year. Over to you, Scotty D. Yeah, man. Drew Brees is uh, he's a guy who's – he, it's almost like he quietly did all that stuff. Didn't it seem like he was, I mean, yeah. as much as you, as, for as much as he did, it always seemed like he was somehow forgotten under the radar while it was going on, but um, classy guy and all the best of Drew Brees. All right. Speaking of, uh, I'm going to go the opposite to non-classy guys. And I'm talking about a gentleman by the name of Tom Wilson from the Washington Capitals. Uh, last week, the NHL suspended him for seven games for a hit on Brandon Carlo of the Boston Bruins. It was a dirty hit, flat out dirty. He went up into the boards, put the man's head into the glass. It, it was as a defenseless player, you know, the guys playing playing the puck on the boards, and he and he just absolutely just ravaged him. This is his fifth suspension since 2017. His fifth one. If this guy wasn't wearing skates and surrounded by a rink, he would go to jail for the things that he's he's doing. He he should he would be arrested. If you did something that he did last week or a couple of weeks ago to someone on the street, if you just would level somebody in the head like that, you would get arrested for it. At what point is enough for the NHL with this guy? I am sick of this guy. I am sick of this guy always starting fights, playing dirty, and putting other players' careers in danger. Time for the NHL to get this dude out of there. And and I don't like the Capitals anyway. Penguins, hottest team on ice. Over to you, B-Live. Um, no. Penguins are not the hottest team on ice. That would yeah, be my... Yeah, it would be, be my my Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, also, yeah. yeah it's, I like fighting in hockey, but no, when you just defenseless, that's a whole other situation. But Scotty Different D, story. Different story. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Scotty D, I'm going to do you a favor. Give me a favor. I'm going to do you a favor. I am going to switch my pepper point. At this moment of time, I would normally talk about um, the fan control football league. <laughs> and they're in, they're in the playoffs. They just had the semifinals this, um, this week. But I'm not going to do so because something. Everybody's um, in the semifinals. There's only four teams. They're exactly. all in the semifinals. <laughs> but see. <laughs> <laughs> but this right here, this I, I, I stumbled on a story that is definitely breaking news. And I want to mention um, in contest a little bit. 
Um, the women's um, college basketball bracket just came out with NC State, um, the South Carolina Gamecocks, Stanford, and UConn earning number one seeds in, um, in their tournament. But we are still in a pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. It was just reported today, Monday, as we are recording, that Coach, and we just talked about him just a little bit ago, but Coach Gino Ariema tested positive for COVID. Oh, and he's, no. he's going to miss the first and second round of the tournament. Again, UConn is better than everybody except for those three aforementioned teams. And there's been too many times that the number one seeds in those um, brackets all make it to the final four. So there's really not much to worry about, but heartfelt hope he gets better. He said, they said it was, um, he's showing no more symptoms. It was very, very mild when it comes to the symptoms that they, so I just hope him a very speedy recovery. Coach Gino, greatest of all time. Coach Gino, get better. Eddie Cool, the ball. Yep, get well, Gino Ariema. Get well, Gino. I'll, at first, I was kind of like, should I say I hate watching Gino Ariema lose? I'm like, nah, I just want to see who's going to stop him. And from the looks of it, she's like, nobody just can't stop Gino because Gino is just a, uh, Gino is a wonderful kind of coach, man. And he makes it happen. All right, enough of me rambling on this day in history back in 1994. Joel Embiid was born today is joel Embiid's birthday um he's injured right now and what does he have like a hyperextended knee correct yes yeah a little bit yeah. of a, yeah a little bit of a hyperextension issue going on pretty soon uh before that he was on a tear and um was a front runner candidate for the mvp award of the national basketball association the nba um yeah, happy birthday to Joel Embiid, who was born in Cameroon. I'm not going to try to pronounce his hometown because huh, I'll butcher it. I'll put a knife to that thing real fast. But, um, yeah, happy birthday to you, Joel Embiid. And for you and Coach Gino Ariema, guys, get well soon. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, so one more point here on the college basketball scene. And, guys, the last, last – week i you know I, I like to watch a little bit of late night tv a little bit of pac 12 basketball and it has been ruined for me now you guys know that i am not a big fan of doris burke but i would have loved to have had her do the broadcast the other night rather than bill walton bill walton is terrible bill walton makes it a point to say the conference of champions at least a dozen times a minute. The other night he said it four times in his open, which was about 30 seconds, the conference of champions. Now that would be kind of okay, except that they're not the conference of champions. They have, they have won 15 championships. 13 of them were before 1975 and earlier. And then in 95, UCLA won it. And in 97, Arizona won it. And then none again after 1997. So stop saying conference of champions. They're not the conference of champions if they're winning two titles in the last 45 years. 
Stop it. Stop. Stop making me turn off the TV and missing the end of games because I don't want to hear you, Bill Walton, just because you're still high from the 70s and think UCLA is still winning championships. That's all I got. Be live over to you. Conference of champions. Yes. Money man rant. Yes. I, I can't. Yes. I can't take him. I can't take Bill Walton. Stop that. Stop saying conference of champions over and over again. Conference Stop it. Champions. Yeah, just, just <laughs> stop that. Say something. To, say Pac-12. Stop saying that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Love it. Absolutely love the Money Man rants. No titles in 23 years. Conference <laughs> of champions. Go ahead, <laughs> All right. I want to take this opportunity to end this Pepper segment on a great note. Um, and this also goes back to the most one of the most memorable moments that the um, sports bro um, and I existence the past couple of years. I definitely rank this up here, and this is something I just get to, we get to take it back home. We get to take it back home. Don't mind um, um, Eddie Cool about to sneeze on the camera, but um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, we live, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. 2020 has been just monumental and just how the world has been affected. But something really good came out of 2020 and going into 2021. And I would just like to take this opportunity to congratulate the North Myrtle Beach, my, my, uh, me and Eddie Cool's alma mater high school, North Myrtle Beach High School, men's football and women's basketball teams, both of them, this academic year gained and earned lower state championship status. And we are, we are so proud of those young athletes, what they've had to endure and everything that they have accomplished this year. I also want to give a quick shout out to an eighth grader that, it, that led the team on the um, girls by Destiny. Destiny Vereen, eighth grade, leading a uh, leading force on the on um, the girls basketball program, the Lady Chiefs. I definitely want to give a um, shout out to her and just the amazing accomplishments of those student athletes at North Myrtle Beach High School. And with the hashtag, once a chief, always a chief. Thank you so much for just an amazing year and. We here the Sports Bros podcast. We love you. Keep pushing. Yes, sir. Yep, and keep on pushing. All right, fellas, did we get all of our pepper points in? That's it for me. All right. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Just also wanted to mention uh, uh, we lost a legend on Saturday, marvelous Marvin Hagler. He was my favorite of the big four from the early 80s of Duran, Hearns, Hagler, and Sugar Ray. And uh, he, he Died unexpectedly, they said, at age 66. So rest in peace, marvelous one. Rest in peace, champ. Rest in peace, champ. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, episode 100 of the Sports Bros Podcast is in the books. Fellas, we did it. We did it. We made it to 100 episodes. Some people have podcasts. They don't make it past episode five. But guess what? We made it through episode 100. The reason being is because of our love of sports and also our listeners. We do this for us. We do this for you. And as been said before, we'll say it again. It's a sports podcast by the fans 
for the fans or for the fans, by the fans, whatever you get it is for y'all. Y'all get it. And that's another episode of the Sports Bros podcast in the books. With that being said, Scotty D, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook where I weekly post our choices of the voices. And I am on uh, the, the other thing with the little birdie. Yeah, I, I actually have been tweeting during fights the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter and let's do a little tweeting while the UFC's on, or maybe I'll tweet during golf. I've watched a lot of golf and uh, got baseball on the horizon. NHL is cooking and March madness, baby. So, Hey, listen guys, for those of you, um, some of you guys have started listening to this podcast very early in our 100 episodes you guys like jr max and maddie ice and we thank you and some of our newer guys like joe gafkin man we we thank you so much for for sticking with us each and every week man we we really appreciate because we have a lot of fun doing this as you tell we don't we don't try to be experts or give you some kind of crazy inside knowledge we're just sports fans rapping sports and we like having you guys basically do it with us so thank you all for uh for helping us get to this point. We've had a lot of fun with our first hundred and hope to keep the train rolling. Yep. Be live. Where can they find you? Well, you can find me at home here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yo, so I got the chance to work from home. Yay. Uh, but <laughs> more, more than anything, when it comes to the sports roles podcast, you know, all of our social media sites, definitely continue to follow us on our Facebook like page our Instagram, our um, Twitter. And for those that want to follow um, Scott Donnelly on Twitter, since he didn't give that information, <laughs> you, can, oh, yeah. you, can fo- you can follow him at oh, Money yeah. Donnelly. <laughs> you can That's follow me. Right. <laughs> I, I remembered. But Thanks for having my back. Oh, always, always. Sometimes, not really. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can follow me on my Twitter. This be your boy. Be live. No I at the beginning. So T H S B E Y A B L I V to the E. Yes, sir. Um, just check, continue to support. We I I'm almost lost for words, which is pretty amazing but the amount of the amount of support that we have received from our listeners man just second to none we love y'all so much and we are just getting started stay tuned i feel like we're, we're getting better and better every single week and that's because of you we are the sports bros podcast by the fan for the fan yes sir and with that being said, that leaves me, 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 the H-O-C Eddie Cool here at the Sports Bros Podcast. All right, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, that leaves me, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the H-O-C here at the Sports Bros Podcast. Of course, you can find me all over the place. You can find me on the Sports Me app at Sports Bros 19, all of the aforementioned Sports Bros Podcast, social media platforms, websites, everything, so forth and so such. Um... Keep on checking up on that YouTube channel because we we putting out a lot of stuff. And since we've been doing this whole Zoom thing, we've been having a little bit a little bit of fun with it. But uh, guess what? This ain't the end of it, none whatsoever. Uh, catch me on Instagram, Cool Season, all one word. Snapchat, Super Cool Five Thousand. Uh, Twitter, yes, Twitter, the real Eddie Cool, and also here on the Sports Bros Podcast on Anchor FM 
and also on our Facebook like page as well, too. All right, fellas, we got any closing words before we get up out of here, watch the rest of Monday Night Raw, and eat some chicken? Yes. One more thing I just want to say, um, I, I want to thank you, Eddie, for doing all this uh, editing and technical stuff that we've been doing the last couple of years, because I, I come on here, I do a rant, and then I leave. And then you stuck with editing it and making sure that I don't sound stupid. And so I know you put a lot more work in it and B-Live does a lot of, a lot of this technical stuff and he does his uh, what happened things. And so you guys are, these two guys are a lot more creative than I am. And, and they're smarter with technical stuff than I am. And I just come out here and, and yell about stuff. So uh, thank you guys. And uh, happy St. Patrick's day. Yep. Scotty D, you come a long way from talking to your couches about sports and them not talking back. <laughs> I remember when he first put an SOS out, he was like, man, I got to talk sports with you, man, because my couches won't talk back. And, <laughs> and then the gears went to clicking. Yeah, let me go and get this little podcast started right now. Ask Scotty D, he said yes. The Almighty B-Lab, he said yes. And um, a few days ago, I went back and listened to episode one. Wow. We've come a long, <laughs> oh boy, we've come a long way between yeah. between B Live having the uh, Chewini run-ins and everything, and that's just <laughs> oh man, just um, oh boy. Uh, here's a secret: I'm working on a outtakes package and a best of the Sports Rules podcast episode. Um, so we just might hear a Chewini running. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. Um. Yeah, that's it. Episode 100 of the Sports Bros Podcast. Shout out to Miss Button and also the man at the intro himself. Moses. Yes. Moses Braxton. Yes, yes. Moses Braxton. I didn't want to call him the wrong name. Yes. Also, shout out to Moses Braxton. And um, next week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, episode 101. The 101. The Flag is Podcast Under the Sun. Fellas, um, y'all got anything to say before we get up out of here? We keep it 100. Yes, sir. And then in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They're greatly appreciated now more than ever. Wear your mask. Be safe. And once again, it's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. So this is what we're doing. We're just getting up, leaving. Okay. <laughs> 100, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, we love y'all. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye.